0: and clap your hands into the wonderful name of the Lord and can you lift up your voice with that hand clap all over this house can you just give God praise like you believe that he's a miracle working God, hallelujah Jesus we magnify you Lord we exalt your name Jesus that that song says I can feel the presence of the Lord and I'm going to get my blessing right now my lord when i heard those words i thought do i have the right message for tonight jesus when i heard the first song i thought my lord do i have the right message for tonight i know i got a message for tomorrow when i heard the first song when i heard those words that we just sung there i'm going to get my blessing right now so i know i got a message for tomorrow night but i wonder about tonight ladies and gentlemen when you recognize Bible tells us that Jacob fled from home, fearful for his life. He fell asleep, had a dream, a God-given dream, and when he woke up, he said, the presence of the Lord was here, but I didn't recognize it. I knew it not. How in the world can he say that the presence of the Lord was here, but he didn't recognize it? Ladies and gentlemen, amen. The presence of God can manifest itself, and when it does, it's our time. It's at that particular time that we are to respond to the presence of the Lord. God's presence can be among us, and we cannot respond. But I don't know about you. I can feel the presence of the Lord, and I'm going to get my blessing right now. Come on, somebody, don't wait until tomorrow night. Don't wait until tomorrow morning. Somebody go ahead and get your blessing right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. hallelujah hallelujah somebody clap your hands once again and somebody give god praise oh lord we worship you jesus we glorify you we magnify you lord kiss somebody shout hallelujah amen thank you praise team for leading us into the presence of the lord here tonight doing such an excellent job amen i appreciate the worship of this congregation Responding to the presence of the Lord. And I believe that God is going to richly reward you. Amen. I is anybody thankful to be at revival? Can you turn somebody and give somebody a high f- or, or air high five or an air fist bump or an elbow bump and tell them I'm glad to see you at revival? Amen. Praise God. I want to give honor to your pastor and his wife? I appreciate so much, Pastor Sister McKinnis. Thankful for their love for the work of God and their love for the people of God. The few times that we had the privilege of being around them, I've appreciated their Christian spirit and character. And so I certainly may count an honor to be here tonight. And I appreciate this wonderful man and woman of God. How many of you love your pastor and his wife? Can you clap your hands? Can you thank the Lord for them? Praise God. Amen. I want to give honor to the bishop and his wife in their absence. I was on the phone with pastor from Detroit, and um, he was just saying to me how much he respects Bishop McInnes, and um, I know that this church feels the same way, and so we're glad they're getting some sunshine, getting some rest, rest and relaxation, we pray the Lord will bless them, we give them honor in their absence. How many of you love your bishop and his wife? Can you clap your hands for them? Amen. Amen. God bless you, amen, to all the wonderful ministers of this church, amen. This Calvary Apostolic Tabernacle is blessed with tremendous leadership all the way around. And this church in this city is the better because of the excellent leadership that you have. One more time, can you give your leadership a wonderful hand clap? Now, why don't you give yourself a hand clap for being in the house of God here today? Those that are watching online, God bless you. Amen, amen to all of our guests that are here. We're so thankful that you're here with us on a Saturday night in Michigan when the sun is shining and the snow is melting and you're in the house of God. I tell you what, I'm from Tennessee. (laughs) I'm not used to this kind of weather. And uh, being from Memphis originally and now based in Kansas City, they get snow, but not like this. But to see the sun shine, and I thought there ain't going to be nobody at church tonight. But here you are in the house of God. Thank you for being here tonight. Praise God. Amen. I want to direct your attention to the book of James, chapter 5, the book of James, chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. I don't want to take too much time here tonight. I know that we have service tomorrow, but since service starts at 11 tomorrow, we have a little bit of leeway, and uh, hopefully we can get out of the way and allow God to have his way here tonight but James chapter 5 verses 17 and 18 when I was preparing for this revival the last 20 years we've been on the evangelistic field uh, I failed to do what, what most evangelists do what they should do and that is preach messages over If we could sing songs over that work And evangelists can preach messages over that work, but for our ministry, for some reason, the Lord uh, seems to direct me in a different direction. So I seek the Lord for every place that I go, every revival. It's only 11 times in 20 years that I have preached the same message over, and I'm not going to do that in this revival uh, because I feel that the Lord has given me direction for each one of these services. And tonight... It might not fit what everybody wants, but I do believe that God is speaking expressly in this time that we're living in. If the pandemic has taught us anything, it's taught us that we cannot have church as usual. I mean, we're not going back to normal. We are are faced with a new normal. So ladies and gentlemen, we cannot just go back to having church the way that we had pre-pandemic. If we are not awakened, it's time to be awakened. The Holy Ghost spoke to me in 2019, November 2019, and said, if the American church is not awakened, it will be in 2020. Little did we know what was going to happen in 2020. They say it was the deadliest year in American history, apart from the coronavirus. But everything that's transpired here we are the american church is not awakened god forbid god help us if we're not awakened but i believe that this church is awakened i said i believe that calvary apostolic tabernacle is awakened and that you understand amen that we just cannot panic cake for jesus we cannot just go through the motions uh, but we've got to have a move of god we've got to have a touch of god come on does anybody believe that we've got to have the miraculous here tonight Does anybody believe that we've got to have more than just a series of services, but we need a God given revival? If you believe that, can you shout hallelujah? So, needless to say, I'm not preaching a canned message. I don't have a masterpiece message, but I just come with the word of the Lord here tonight. Is that all right? James chapter 5, verses 17 and 18 is where I want to direct your attention. James chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. Bible says, Elias, or Elijah, was a man subject to like passions as we are. Can somebody say like us? And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth, that is that region, by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Elijah was a human being subject to like passions just like us but he prayed earnestly and god heard his prayer just for a few moments here on this first night of these special services i want to preach to you on this subject prayers that change a nation prayers that change nation can you place your bibles your smartphones your tablets down and can you lift up your hands and can you ask the lord to continue to have his way here tonight come on can somebody ask the lord to have his way in this revival can somebody ask the lord to use us in this place to see a mighty revival that would change our nation in the name of the lord jesus we thank you lord for your spirit that is here right now we can feel your presence. Now we're asking, oh God, that the anointing that has been flowing in this place will continue to flow as the ministry of your word goes forth. Uh, anoint your servant, anoint this wonderful congregation uh, to hear your word, to receive your word, and to respond to your word. Uh, and with this threefold court of anointing, we're asking that every yoke of bondage would be destroyed. Oh God, uh, let something happen in this service tonight that would change, that would alter the course uh, of our country, that would change our world. And we will not fail to give you the praise, the honor and the glory. Can somebody clap your hands uh, and can somebody call on the name of Jesus tonight? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. If you're going to help me preach here tonight by saying amen one time, you may be seated. God bless you tonight. America is in need of revival. With everything that's been going on, not just in the last year, not just since the pandemic, but the direction that our country is heading in calls us to understand that America is in need of revival. This country that was founded on religious freedom and basic Judeo-Christian values is in need of a revival from the Lord. In many respects, we have turned our backs on God and have abandoned certain aspects that have allowed God to bless this nation. Throughout our nation's history, we have had awakenings and revivals that have turned the hearts and the attention of this nation back to God. And we desperately need it to happen again. Ladies and gentlemen, we cannot just go through the motions. We desperately need God to touch uh, the United States of America. I'm not here to get political, I'm not here to talk about administrations, Uh, but if anybody has been paying attention, you notice, amen, that the moral fabric of our country is decaying, the moral fabric of our country is deteriorating. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in need of God, amen, to do something that will shake up this country. We don't need uh, another pandemic, we don't need uh, another 9-11, we don't need uh, another catastrophe. What we need uh, is a revival that will impact our nation. Somebody say amen. I'm thankful that Calvary Apostolic Tabernacle believes in revival. I'm thankful that you have a pastor that seeks amen the Lord and calls upon the name of the Lord and leads this church into revival. I appreciate the fact that we're able to have these three special services within these two days. But ladies and gentlemen, can I tell you that what we need is more than just a local church revival. Amen. What we need is more than just revival in the local community. It starts there. It starts in the local church. It starts in the local community, but ladies and gentlemen, we got to have more than just a revival for us. Uh, we've got to have more than just a revival for Flint, uh, but ladies and gentlemen, we need a Holy Ghost revival that will sweep across this country and that will impact our world. Does anybody believe that? Can you lift up your hands and can you say, Lord, let it happen? Uh, come on, somebody lift up your voice and say, God, give us revival. Give us, amen, a, a, nation, a national revival. Give us a national revival oh God somebody clap your hands up if you want it to happen if you want that to happen somebody lift up your voice and shout so be it God we need a Holy Ghost a revival all of that ladies and gentlemen I will submit to you all of that starts with prayer can somebody say prayer every major revival in our country and every major revival in history especially in biblical history started with prayer and the Word of God and a hunger for the things of God I wonder if there's anybody spiritually hungry here tonight I wonder if there's anybody here tonight that's hungry for the things of God you want the Lord amen to do something in your life you want the Lord to do something in this church you want the Lord to do something in this city you want the Lord to do something in this nation There's anybody that has a hunger for God to do it can you shout hallelujah we need revival more than just a special series of services i i've said it amen if i've said it one time i've said it a thousand times revival is more than just a series of services but i thank god for those special times those series of service but i believe that revival is more than just a series of service it is a state of being amen, amen. i believe that i'm preaching to a revival church already amen. and i believe that this church right here calvary apostolic tabernacle can pray some prayers That would change the course of our country. Amen. We need a major revival. In scripture, we read of one such revival, a major revival that came to the nation of Israel during the prophetic ministry of Elijah. The apostle James in the scripture that we read gives us a summary of how that revival came about through prayer. He points out something that is very important that we should understand And that is, Elijah was human just like us. Although he was a prophet, he operated in the office of a prophet. And if I am correct here tonight, I might be mistaken. But if I'm not mistaken, I believe that there's nobody in this auditorium that's a prophet in the sense of Elijah. But although he was a prophet, Elijah wasn't superhuman. I mean, we live in a culture that loves their superheroes. I mean, Wonder Woman 1984. That's going back to my, my childhood. Batman, Superman, Captain America, you know, Iron Man. We have all these superheroes. But we realize that superheroes are really human. Thank God for the real heroes like our first responders and those who have been on the front lines of this pandemic, those in the medical community, we thank God for our real, genuine heroes. But here in the scripture that we read, the Apostle James helps us to understand that Elijah wasn't superhuman. He was just like us. And sometimes we find it hard to fathom concerning biblical individuals, great men and women, In the Bible, we sometimes find it hard to relate to them because we think that they are superhuman. But the Bible doesn't hide their weaknesses nor their humanity. The same is true concerning Elijah. We read about his powerful ministry when he shuts up the heavens. He calls fire down from heaven. He defeats the false prophets and prays the rain down again. But we also read about, amen, his humanity. We read about the time when he flees from the wrath of, of the wicked Jezebel and he prays to die. What's called the Elijah syndrome. We see his humanity. The Bible does not cover it up. The Bible does not hide it. Yet, The scriptures tell us, James points out the fact that even though Elijah was human just like you and I, even though Elijah had times when he hurt, even though he had times when he suffered, even though he had times when he was disappointed, even though he had times when he was discouraged and, yea, even depressed, the Bible tells us that he prayed some prayers that changed a nation. We read about it in 1 Kings chapter 17. Verse number one, the scriptures tell us that Elijah comes on the scene without any kind of major introduction. He has very little introduction. All we know about Elijah is that he's a Tishbite, which is from a settlement in Gilead known as Tishbe. He is born and raised east of the Jordan River in what is today the country of Jordan. But back then, amen, That area that Elijah came from was a part of the nation of Israel. That's all that we know about him, amen. That area that he came from was where the half-tribe of Manasseh was from. And we don't know if he was from the tribe of Manasseh or if he was from the tribe of Gad or if he was from the tribe of Ephraim. We don't know where he, what tribe he was actually from. All we know is that all of a sudden, here comes this man that's human like you and I with the word from God. Amen. he shows up on the scene, and Elijah boldly declares to the wicked king of Israel that as the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Ladies and gentlemen, that's pretty bold. That's a pretty bold statement. Why don't you uh, think about going to to Lansing and walking up to the governor and said, it's not going to rain here in Michigan. Until I say so. I mean, you'll be laughed to scorn. But that's what Elijah did. He went to the king and said, "The Lord God, before whom I stand, my very name, Elijah, means the Lord is God. That Lord, the one true God, Jehovah, has given me a word that is not going to rain. There's not going to be dew on the earth until I receive a word from Him." for that to change. Ladies and gentlemen, that is bold. Can somebody say bold? Bold. Elijah's declaration was a direct challenge to the false worship of Baal. As a result, a man of Ahab and his wife, they introduced the worship of Baal, which was an old Canaanite religion. But Baal was supposed to be the God of fertility and the God who controlled the rain, the God who controlled the weather. But by the Lord withholding both dew and rain, he was pointing out how powerless this false God was and how senseless it was for Israel to worship an idol. So Elijah made this bold statement, amen, because he had heard from God. Amen. Elijah made this statement to Ahab, letting him know that your God doesn't control the rain, but my God does, and it's not going to rain around here because he told me so. I will submit to you here tonight that the reason why Elijah can make such a bold statement is because he heard from God in prayer. James tells us that before Elijah confronted King Ahab, that he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. He prayed until he got a word from God. One man's prayers, ladies and gentlemen, one man's prayers caused it not to rain in that region for three and a half years. But Elisha's prayers did more than just bring about a drought. I will submit to you here tonight that Elijah's prayers uh, brought about a revival in the land. I said his prayers brought about a revival when people, amen, could not grow their crops, when people were starving, when people were thirsty. They realized, amen, that Baal is not God. Amen. This God of Elijah, the God of Israel, the God that we should be worshiping, is the one true living God. He has withheld the rain. So, whenever, amen, God spoke to Elijah to go and gather all the prophets of Baal and to challenge them on the mountain, amen, everybody was willing to listen. Israel came from all over the land, amen, because they saw that it was not rain. They could not feel rain. They were holding out their umbrellas, hoping and wishing that it would rain. They put on their raincoats. They put on their rain boots. But there was no rain for three and a half years. There was nothing growing, no fruit, no crop. Amen. People were starving and dying. They realized, amen, that this God, the God of Israel, the God, amen, that Elijah made a declaration from that God was the one true living God. And the Bible tells us, amen, when the prophets of Baal could not, amen, get an answer from their false god, uh, that God answered Elijah by fire and the people declare, the Lord, uh, he is the God. Amen. They could have just said the Lord is God, but they were so blown away. They said the Lord, uh, he's, amen. It's like saying he's the man. It's it's like saying some cliche. It's like saying, amen, some slang language. They're saying the Lord, he is the God. Uh, There is nobody else like him. Uh, He is the one true God, amen. He withheld the rain. Uh, He sent down the fire. He's answered Elijah's prayers. uh, And the Bible says they destroyed the prophets uh, of Baal. Praise God. People turned their hearts back uh, to God. Amen. I feel just to stop and say that we are living in the days of Elijah. The Bible says that before the Lord comes, that the spirit of Elijah is going to come and it's going to cause, amen, the hearts of the young and the younger to turn back to God. We are in that time that God wants to give us a mighty revival that would turn us back to him. Does anybody believe that? Can you clap your hands and can somebody shout Hallelujah. I will submit to you here tonight that if God can use an Elijah who was human like us then God can use somebody in this place here tonight God can use somebody who's watching online if he can use somebody like Elijah he can use any one of us in this place you know there are individuals outside of biblical history Individuals that we find through our regular history who understood and believed that if God can use somebody like Elijah, who was human, who ran from a Jezebel after seeing a major victory on the mountain, then God can use them. It was said of the prayers of John Knox, who was the leader of the Protestant Reformation in Scotland during the 1800s, that his prayer shook the foundations of Scotland. Matter of fact Mary the Queen of Scots once said I fear the prayers of John Knox more than all the assembled armies of Europe she said this because she witnessed the impact of his prayers it is believed that the prayers of John Knox sparked the Reformation in Scotland it was the fuel that led to a revival there was another man whose prayers sparked a revival in another part of the United Kingdom his name was Evan Roberts It was said that day and night he prayed for a great spiritual awakening. For years and years he prayed until November of 1904, a mighty revival swept across Wales. It is said, amen, that this revival that lasted a couple of years closed bars and brothels, theaters and pubs, sports and gambling ceased. According to an official police report during that time, drunkenness dropped by 60% within the first month of the start of that revival, because of one man's prayers. It's said that many thousands turned their hearts to God and believed in the work that Christ did on the cross. Now we know, amen, that they did not have full salvation, but yet God used the great Welsh revival, amen. It was a precursor to the Azusa Street revival. Amen, that great revival that happened in Los Angeles that spread, amen, Pentecost all around the world, amen, in 1906. It was said that the revival that happened, amen, that great Welsh revival from 1904 to 1906 is what was a major influence on early Pentecostal believers. Ladies and gentlemen, I come to tell you that if God can answer the prayers of one man, if God can answer the prayers of one individual, what can God do with the group of believers? What can God do with Calvary apostolic tabernacle? Amen. If God can answer the prayers of an Elijah, if God can answer the prayers of a John Knox that did not have full truth, if God can answer the prayers of an Evan Roberts that did not have full truth, what can God do with those who've been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost? I believe that God can do some great things. The Bible says, amen. The Lord said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. I believe, amen, if we will begin to pray like never before. Amen. I come to encourage Calvary Apostolic Tabernacle. Don't stop praying. Amen. February is going to come and go. We're going to step into spring, but keep on praying. Keep on believing God. Keep on crying out to God because your prayers can make an impact not only in your life. Your prayers can make an impact no, in the city of Flint, but your prayers can make an impact in this country. Does anybody believe that here tonight? Can somebody lift up your voice? Can somebody clap your hands? Can somebody lift up your hands? Can somebody just shout unto God here tonight? Yes. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, God. Something has got to happen within us, ladies and gentlemen. If we have not realized and learned anything, we should realize that God has positioned us in a particular time to have an influence. I said God has positioned the church in this particular time to have influence. There are some people who are not going to experience revival. Amen. This pandemic has revealed those who are prepared and those who are not prepared. God does not, amen. God is not obligated to give us revival just because we have apostolic on our marquee. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to do more than just have something on the menu. We've got to be able to cook it up in the kitchen. Amen. I come and tell you the one that the people that God is going to bless, uh, the ones that God is going to give revival to uh, are the ones who are prepared for it, uh, are the ones who are believing for it, uh, are the ones who are praying. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Something is about to happen uh, in the course of the history of this church uh, that's about to have an influence uh, because God has position. Does anybody believe that? Can you stand to your feet? Uh, can somebody put your hands together? And hey, can you lift up your voice like you believe it here tonight? there's a song that says we're going to see revival we're going to see revival We're going to receive revival in our days. Amen. The Holy Ghost is about to be poured out like we have never seen before. Ladies and gentlemen, don't let the pandemic fool you. There are people who are out there. There are people who have been watching online. Amen. They're trying to get enough faith. They're trying to get to a place where they feel comfortable enough. But I come to tell you, amen, that even though we might not go back to normal, amen, even though we're going to have a new normal when everything really opens up, ladies and gentlemen, there are going to be a flood of people who are coming these doors because somebody has been Right. I said, because somebody has been praying, uh, and I won't be, amen, I won't be surprised if somebody will come into this place uh, who does not live here in Flint, uh, amen, who does not have any connections to Flint. uh, They're just passing through, uh, maybe on business, but they're going to have a connection, praise God, uh, to somebody beyond Flint, uh, to somebody beyond the state of Michigan, uh, and that connection is going to have an impact in another part uh, of the country. I come to tell somebody that what's going on right now is God uh, is allowing the church, amen, amen to get prepared and ready for the greatest revival we have ever seen in our world. Oh, does anybody believe that? Can you clap your hands? I said, does anybody believe that? Can you clap your hands and can you shout praise unto God? Can somebody lift up your hands right now? Somebody just connect with what the spirit is saying. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Continue in the spirit of prayer. You could be seated just for, for a few more moments, but continue in the spirit of prayer. Can I tell you here tonight that when the church begins to pray, there will be a shakening. I said when the church begins to pray, there will be a shaking. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4 that after Peter and John have been interrogated for preaching the name of Jesus uh, and for seeing a miracle happen to a lame man, the Bible says that the church uh, began to pray. The Bible says uh, that when they heard how God used Peter and John uh, and how they had been interrogated by the religious hypocrites, uh, that they lifted up their voice to God with one accord uh, and said, Lord, you are God who has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness that they may speak your word by stretching forth your hand to heal and that signs and wonders will be done in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My dear sister, praise God. Amen. You are a miracle. I want you praise God to lift up the hand that you can as far as you can. Amen. I want you to lift up the one that you can as far as you can. In the name of the Lord, I feel right now that the Lord's want to continue to do a restorative work in your body. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, here's a miracle. Now, Lord, stretch forth your hand to touch our dear sister and use her testimony for your glory in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The church began to pray. The church said, Lord, amen, stretch forth your hand to heal. Lord, stretch forth your hand to do signs and wonders uh, that it will be done in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that when they prayed, that the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak the word of God with boldness. I feel that presence here tonight. I feel that shaking in here tonight. Who knows what would happen when all over this place people will begin to lift up their voice and begin to ask the Lord to stretch forth his hand. Come on, I know that there's a coronavirus that's taken many people's lives. I know that there's a coronavirus. Amen, that's very real. But ladies and gentlemen, our God is still a healer. I said our God is still on the throne. Our God is still in the miracle-working business. Amen, the church cannot stop believing in the miraculous. We've got to lift up our voice like never before and say, Lord, stretch forth your hand to heal. Lord, stretch forth your hand to do signs and wonders. In the name of Jesus, can somebody... Can Somebody lift up your voice and ask the Holy Ghost to fall on us tonight. Somebody lift up your voice and ask the Holy Ghost to shake this place. Come on somebody, ask the Lord to give us a bonus. <laughs> <speaking> Praise God. When the church begins to pray, amen, the Holy Ghost will fall. When the church begins to pray, uh, the windows of heaven will be opened and there will be a supernatural outpouring. Uh, When the church begins to pray, there will be miracle signs and wonders. Uh, When the church begins to pray, we will all be full of the Holy Ghost. Uh, We will all be full of the love of God. Uh, Amen. When the church begins to pray, there will be a boldness in our tongue uh, to testify of the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, When the church begins to pray, we will witness uh, a revival that will shake the city like it shook their city. We will see revival that will sweep across our country like it did in Elijah's days when the church begins to pray once again. Can you lift up your hands and can you lift up your voice and somebody pray that God will give us a Holy Ghost revival. Give us a Holy Ghost revival. hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand with me all over this house uh, at the Elijah challenge Israel to worship the one true God who answers by fire. The people responded by turning back to the one true God. And then the Bible says the Lord opened the windows of heaven. Elijah had already received a word from the Lord that it was going to rain. But he prayed anyway. Even though he had received a word from the Lord, that after I send the fire, I'm gonna send the rain. Elijah prayed for rain anyway. James wrote that Elijah prayed again. Can somebody say again? And the heaven gave rain. I ask you here tonight why pray again when God has already promised you that it's going to rain? Why would Elijah pray when he already had the word? It was already going to happen. After the fire fell, the rain was going to come. It was already a done deal. So why do he have to pray again? Could the answer, ladies and gentlemen, could the answer be found in 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse number 41? It is there that Elijah said to Ahab, get thee up, eat and drink. For there is a sound of an abundance of rain. Ladies and gentlemen, I will submit to you here tonight, amen, that it could be that Elijah wasn't satisfied with just rain, that he was believing God for an abundance of rain. It could be that the reason why he prayed again. It's because he was believing God for an outpouring that would cause the earth to produce its crops, that would cause, amen, the earth to reproduce its fruit, that would yield to harvest. Could it be that the reason why he went again to the top of Mount Carmel and prayed until the rain clouds formed is because he was expecting more than a drizzle? I come to ask Calvary Apostolic Tabernacle here tonight, is there anybody in this place? uh, Is there anybody watching online uh, that you're expecting more than just a little rain, uh, but you want an abundance uh, of rain? Uh, I said, is there anybody here tonight uh, who wants more than just a little Holy Ghost? Uh, You want an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Is there anybody here tonight uh, that wants more than just a little blessing, uh, but you want bountiful blessings, uh, whatever God has promised you, whatever God has promised you, whatever God has spoken to you, I come and tell you here tonight to pray again, to pray it through again. God uh, sends the rain. The word of the Lord says, actually, the Lord rain uh, in the time of the latter rain uh, so the Lord shall make brown clouds for you, uh, and he will give them showers uh, of rain. I want to catch somebody lift up your hands. uh, I want to catch somebody lift up your voice. If you want more than just a little trickle, uh, if you want an abundance, uh, if you want a deluge, uh, if you want an outpouring, somebody lift up your voice. uh, Come on, if you want God to give you... Somebody pray again. Somebody pray until the la 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 bahaya. Ya la 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 baha sataya la la bahaya. la 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 bahaya. come on come on that's it whatever the lord has spoken to you pray it again come on pray it again pray it again we want abundance oh god we're not afraid to ask for it lord you've already promised the rain you already said it's going to rain but we want an abundance of it oh god we want spiritual rain we want holy ghost rain we want miracle signs and wonders we want the blessings that you have reserved for us more than just a trickle God but an outpouring a downpour God On who it is tonight? Who is it gonna be tonight? Uh, hallelujah. That's gonna pray the prayers uh, that's gonna shake up this nation. Who is it gonna be? Uh, that's gonna pray prayers uh, that's gonna change your life. That's gonna change your family. That's gonna change this congregation. Who is it that's gonna pray prayers? That's gonna change this city. Come on, somebody who wants an abundance, uh, somebody who wants more than just the average. Uh, Prayer right now. Pray until you have a breakthrough. Uh, pray until you have a breakthrough. Uh,